0: Show number one hundred and twenty of "Look at His Butt." LT and JK talk Trek. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's it's um a new month. Yes. It's a new year. It's a new decade. It's it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of new stuff all at one time. Mm-hmm. And we're now in the double digits, which is also very exciting.
1: D10. Yes. Yeah. So let's start off with presents. Yay! Because you gave me my present on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. which I still haven't hung my wonderful Carol Marcus, <laughs> but we have discussed now where that needs to go. Okay. So, so um, here's your first present. <gasps> oh. It's not oh, Trek. It's
0: very heavy. It's not a really? Trek,
1: but I really felt you should have it.
0: I'm going to put that little, oh, it's not sticking. I want to put the little bow on my computer.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there it sticks to that part. (laughs)
0: Now it's all festive. What is this? Oh, it's a Wizard of Oz thing. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) This is great. It's a Wicked Witch of the East legs doorstop. Yes. This is so Awesome. Wow. So it's her legs and her feet in the ruby slippers before Dorothy gets them. Wow. This is amazing. So
1: she hasn't curled up under the house yet.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, look how cute. You know, I thought it was going to be bigger. It's so So heavy. So did I. (laughs) But it's packed in so much styrofoam. Oh, wow. This is so cute. They fit in my hands and I guess they're made of lead. It's heavy.
1: It? well, it's a doorstop. Wow, this is great! I've never
0: seen anything like this. I never had
1: either, and I just thought that's so wonderful.
0: That's awesome. And they Ooh, actually did so a pretty nice pretty. job. Yeah, didn't they? it has a little tag on it and everything. It's like a real, authentic piece of um, movie memorabilia. Yes. Oh, this is great! Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'll look really cool on it the floor. Will. I love look cool on the floor. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey. A thing that I didn't even know existed. And here it is. And you didn't know you wanted it and needed it. I didn't know I wanted it. I'm just going to put it aside for now. So okay. So now, here
1: comes the Trek presents.
0: <gasps> yeah, Presents? One's there are one? two
1: presents in here. Oh my god. Uh, one is yeah, <laughs> And one is Trek crap that's Trek terrific okay okay
0: oh and it's so beautifully wrapped too Um, does it matter which one I open up first? I
1: will tell you when you um, get to it
0: okay ones in a big envelope and that's the one you should open second okay the first one is a magazine called Star Trek Oh, celebrating 30 years of Star Trek, the motion picture.
1: So I thought there might be some fun crap in there. And there's something that looks like a fanfic. Really? But written by a, you know, a real authorized, like, Star Trek person. So
0: this is put out by the same people that do Star Trek, the very expensive magazine Um, I
1: think so. I think maybe they're coming back. But I saw this in the store. And I thought,
0: hmm. This is kind of cool. We will find
1: some fun material in there. Communicator prop kit. Now, here's something about that
0: stage show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to have to um, read all this. Yeah. Star Trek magazine will publish full details once they have been finalized. Okay. Where's Winona Kirk? (laughs) Treknology. That's a good word. Get it? Ooh. There's like a two-page spread about Star Trek, the motion picture. Chekhov's Enterprise Revisited. What is this? I don't know. By Walter Koenig. He wrote a book, called <laughs> with a crayon. Yeah. Called Chekhov's Enterprise Revisited. Okay. Oh, that's a bad picture of Bill right there. Look at that oh. one. Look at the Toupee. Look at his forehead; it's a mile high. I know. And that, and, and that one too. Yeah. That's awful. That's really awful. Oh, and Walter's Toupee also is. Yeah, very they did bad. bad
1: Toupee work in that movie.
0: Ugh, Alan Dean. He looks much better there. He yes. looks more manly. Manly, Bill. Vulcans and god things. Compare and contrast. Hey, he doesn't have Star Trek sideburns, Decker. Pfft. Loser. Some sketches. Enterprise versus Narada. Let's see. Oh, some cards. The Star Trek twenty-two karat gold card collection. <laughs> wow. This one doesn't even look like Bill at all. It's, no, it looks like Matt Decker. Doesn't it? It, <laughs> it looks like William does. That, and the other ones, oh,
1: that's yeah. so bad. They finally figured out that Trekkies will spend a lot of money for their crap. Oh,
0: associate producer for the motion picture, more pictures, doing stuff. The Star Trek convention comes to San Francisco. That's right. Oh, there's Bill. Let's see. Oh, look, it's going to be in Parsippany, New Jersey. I've been there. So have I. Uh, Vancouver, Las Vegas, and then Chicago. Wow getting around I know, where no man has gone before the original series oh this is the third season mm-hmm. oh with the thing with no yeah yeah there we go. Ooh, that's a nice picture see this Bill. is um i think a, a fanfic yeah wow this is very interesting ruth darling no that's not ruth oh, that's, that's uh, the other jan one. Wallace. Sorry. that's another janice <laughs> just another jan Reviews of just books, another jam. Star Trek CD-ROM archive, the first 26 issues of Star Trek monthly all on one CD,
1: in case Woo. you needed
0: to have them. Woo! Comic books, reviews of comic books. I just saw this in the store. Wow. This looks good. Well, I can't wait to take the time to go through all this Well, and see what's in it.
1: Like I said, that's the Whoa. one that's kind of yeah
0: Well, this is good, though. I like this. Thank you.
1: Okay, here comes Ooh. the the better better one in the big envelope. Oh, that's big I suggest that you just lift it out slowly. Oh, maybe you need to be facing Turn
0: it around. here. Okay.
1: Actually, I will do it. Okay. I will do the okay. reveal. Are okay. you ready? Okay.
0: Okay. What is it? Okay. It looks like a paper doll. <laughs> it's Captain Kirk's head um, photoshopped onto a sort of Tama Finlandish body. Wow. That's pretty cool. Look how hung he is. Who made this? It was on eBay.
1: <laughs> and um, you could get Spock, too, and it was the same body. But I thought, who cares? Who
0: cares? This is very nice. I like this a lot. And then there's little clothes that you can dress him up in. Uh-huh. Wow. Now... Um, Did it come print? Because we should make copies of this. Well, I made one copy. Okay, good. Because I don't want to cut it up if it's the only one. Well, you know what I was thinking?
1: Do you remember when I used to have on my fridge um, the David with the outfits? If we could get this put on a magnetized backing, I bet David's outfits would fit him. I bet we could. And you know he loves to play dress up.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. This I is I also great. like the little
1: K's, so we'll know it's, it's a it's Kirk, Kirk
0: outfit. It's a Kirk
1: outfit. <laughs> they don't want you swapping him and Spock.
0: So in, <laughs> in one outfit, he's sort of got his arms crossed, and you can see his bulging biceps. Well, that's that bodybuilder yeah. pose. And then in the other one, he's got a communicator in one hand and a, a phaser in the other. Wow, these are great. This is so cool. But I like
1: him nearly naked.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. And I like the expression on his face. He looks sort of pensive there. Mm-hmm. His lower lip is jetting a little bit.
1: You know what else we could do with that? Yeah.
0: I could think of a lot of things we could do with that. Well,
1: we could um, get it blown up to be a big cardboard naked (laughs) Kirk. Underwear (laughs) Kirk.
0: Oh, you know, he's sort of flipped. We'd have... His yeah. body posture is just exactly opposite of mm-hmm. that, so maybe we could do that. Yeah. We'll flip it around in Photoshop and then make it really big. Yes. Oh, this is great. Thank you so much. Gidium I like include
1: um, and... me into that being on eBay.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yep, he looks good. Shaved chest.
1: Yeah, well.
0: I like this very much. <laughs> <best. laughs> Thank you. I'm going to put it back in the envelope. So well, it's yes.
1: Here's Paper to protect it too if you need that as well. So, it,
0: it, the person who sells this on eBay, is this what they do for a living?
1: I don't know. They make know. paper dolls? I don't know.
0: Wow. We're going to have to, we could easily make more clothes for him um, and do them in color too.
1: Yeah, but first you got to finish making more clothes for the Brandt doll before you start I know, on him. I
0: know. <laughs> <sighs> you know, when things are hard, sometimes I just get stuck. <laughs> I really do. Thank you.
1: Well, Happy New Year. Thank
0: you. These are great presents. I thought you would like them.
1: So I want to do a follow-up on a present you gave me. Oh, yeah? Yes, I want to talk about the Carol Marcus comic. (gasps)
0: Yes, please tell us what's in the Carol Marcus comic. Okay,
1: it's called Star-Crossed
0: Star (laughs) Trek.
1: And I I give them credit. Okay, so much of the drawing is crap. You know, it hardly looks like them. But it's the end of the five-year mission. They all have... Different outfits than we've ever seen them in before. And Scotty's wearing a kilt, which is how on we know bridge? it's Scotty. Oh,
0: but they've got their dress outfits on, right?
1: Well, sort of, but Kirk's it had more it had more golden crap around the... Yeah. Yeah, these are just different different outfits. So, anyway... Um, what happens is they're on their way back to Earth, mm-hmm. and they see the test flight of something called the NX five hundred.
0: <laughs> that and, sounds like a razor.
1: Yeah, and the the razor blows up, and everybody dies. Wow, look
0: how fat his face is. in this I know the, Kirk.
1: The, the drawings are awful. So um. So Kirk off. <laughs> Who's that? That is Commodore Wesley. Oh.
0: I was going to say, I hope it's not Kirk, because it sure doesn't look
1: like no. him. No. Um, so Kirk wants to, to help rescue him, and they say, no, no, we're fine. And so then um, he he argues with Wesley, and Wesley says, you know, butt out, Jim, this goes higher than you, and blah, blah, blah. So,
0: like, Jim Kirk's going to stand for that.
1: Well, this is where I give him credit on stories. So he goes back to Earth.
0: He magically changes clothes.
1: Yeah. And... Um, And um, McCoy gets all upset uh-huh. because they're not letting Jim fix things. Mm-hmm. And because uh, the Enterprise refit's going to take three years and they don't know what to do with Jim. So he quits Starfleet very oh. dramatically. Well,
0: he quits with a really badly drawn scene of, of him put, like going to chapel, talk to the hand, except no real arm could actually bend like that. His yeah. arm is made out of um, Play-Doh or something. Yes.
1: So, um, so then Jim goes after him. <laughs>
0: McCoy's in a doofy fishing hat. And suddenly it's the Andy Griffith show. Yeah,
1: and do 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 So um, he's also got a boat that's not tied up to anything. <laughs> so Wait, come back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and McCoy says, buzz off, Jim. Then oh, Jim lays look at there. Him
0: laying there. Oh, my goodness. Wow, he looks like he's posing. Yeah. Hands behind his head and his leg up.
1: And then Spock calls and says, "I'm going to Vulcan to mm-hmm. become more logical because I've been contaminated by human beings." So poor Jim is all alone, and he goes back to the ship and hangs out until Chekhov comes and says, "You have to leave. They're about to start the refit."
0: <laughs> the fumigators are coming. So he's he, putting a tent over the Enterprise. So he goes to Carol's. He goes house. to Carol's house.
1: And uh, hey, baby. Hey, baby. And David's out of town. Or actually, this is this is Marcus Labs.
0: In her house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So then he, he, you know, he takes her out and they they catch up on Carol and there's other people there drinking who are really drunk because they're fading. And so then, uh, look at this juggler. Anyway, so they're obviously out on the pier, which hasn't changed or gotten any better in 300 years. And uh, so eventually, they go back to her place and go to bed. And
0: guess what happens? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my God! I've slept with Jim Kirk again. So then, in the but she's alone in the bed. So then, in the shower, she thinks he must have been as embarrassed as I was. Couldn't even wait around to face me. What is it about men that they can't stand to be caught at the scene of the crime? And then she's coming out, and then there's Jim in her kitchen in his underwear. Cooking breakfast for her. That's the biggest her. kitchen I've ever seen. Oh, I know. It's humongous. How nice. He's
0: wearing light blue underwear. It's his Starfleet issue <laughs>
1: underwear. So, um, Oh, that's
0: it? That's the only thing we get to see? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. So then
1: they tell him, you could be an admiral and wear this fun little flower.
0: <laughs>
1: and so he, he does, and um, Carol's worried that he won't be happy. Uh-huh. And then they go... Somewhere. Somewhere and hang out. Oh, they go to Mars. That's Ouch. right. And they hang out at Mars where there's a gift shop.
0: She's wearing a cheerleader outfit there. I, I see. know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but of <laughs> oh, course, <I> just... <laughs> he went to Mars to make a side trip to find out about the NX 500. Uh-huh. So basically, the whole thing goes on from there. I love the champagne popping. Uh-huh. Pop. Boop, and here's a kiss. Aww. So it looks like they're going to have this future together. And then uh, she goes out to see McCoy and asks him, do you think Jim can be happy like this? And McCoy says, do you? And, you know, so um, (laughs) this is my favorite part. Kirk takes off to go find out what the hell's going on with the NX-500 because now he's an admiral. He's got the clearance. Uh This is my favorite is, um, I'm not sure who that is, (laughs) some Starfleet higher up and Carol Marcus, and they're both thinking, Damn that Kirk! And
0: they both have really ugly faces. Oh, they do, really they really do.
1: Ugly faces. So, um, you know, he takes Scotty with him. They go flying around. They find out what's wrong with the NX five hundred. This doofy little um, freckle face captain lets them come on board or lets them observe the thing. And Scotty tells him, room. <laughs> Scotty tells them, "See, this mm-hmm. is freckle face guy." Uh. Tells them how to not blow up, and Kirk is very upset. Why? Um. Sorry. <laughs> because um, the Starfleet he joined 20 years ago wasn't about covering up and, and all those sort of things. Really?
0: I thought the whole Talos 4 thing was pretty much a cover up.
1: Well, anyway. <laughs> and so then Carol gets upset with him and says, I thought, you know, you wanted to stay on Earth because you wanted to, to be with me, but it was mm-hmm. all you took the Admiralty thing just to do this. Well, yeah, that's basically true. And uh, so he's stuck. He's not going to see Carol anymore. And uh, and then he goes and looks at the Enterprise and says, they say it's destiny, old girl. Maybe they're right. So when you're ready,
0: I'll be waiting. He's talking to the Enterprise's butt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the plot. But I, actually, I, I give them a little credit for having some story mm-hmm. to why he accepted the Admiralty and, you know, doing a, a, I've got to find out the answer and fix this, you know, Kirk sort of thing. Um, But the the best panel is right in the middle, Mm -hmm. where it should be, Mm -hmm. is Carol going, oh, my God, and then Jim. Do you know what struck me about this kitchen? Mm -hmm. It looks, in some ways, like the kitchen in Generations, and I I think that's deliberate.
0: I was thinking about that. It looks very Mm -hmm. TNG-ish. Now, here's a question for you. Do you think that Kirk would actually bother putting on his underwear to make breakfast?
1: He's making bacon and eggs, so I'm going to say yes. But
0: wouldn't a little apron be more effective for that? Because the underwear doesn't protect your chest from the spitting grease.
1: (sighs) He's still got to be manly. (laughs) And the little apron, I don't know. Carol doesn't seem to me like a woman who'd have an apron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Maybe he would just put on a T-shirt, but not any actual. I'm underwear.
1: thinking a shirt and underwear okay. would would be the thing, but you know they're they're trying to to sex it up. for I us. like
0: how you know this is in the 22nd and a half century, and there's a microwave <laughs> sitting on the counter. <laughs> I guess it's a microwave. But...
1: Yeah, yeah, nothing looks particularly modern. I think they're drinking beer with their breakfast. <laughs> um, I think
0: it's Tranya. To...
1: Yeah, the shower
0: apparently just fills up with foam. <laughs> there's no water. <laughs> There's a little alcove for her shampoo or whatever that yeah. is. that's cute. Well, look at this. She's
1: got a mirror with a bow under
0: it. Wow, and some spacey-looking flowers. I
1: think.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Now, what what do they say before they hop into bed? There is there any good dialogue? I'm trying to think. No, it.
1: They're at her house, and they're. He's telling about the NX500 thing, and and how they're covering it up mm-hmm. and making it secret. And, and, and look at what she keeps in her house. <laughs> a little toy Enterprise. And he's
0: fondling it. I <laughs> know.
1: And she's he, got her hands wait, between her legs. Like, oh, no,
0: he's fondling it here. Yeah. Too. Oh, that's hilarious. He's sitting there and he's stroking the Enterprise. Look, we got a new moon in the future. Yeah, long a lot closer, a lot
1: bigger. <laughs> oh, and there is a scene where he's moving into his apartment. Really? Yeah, where'd that go? I thought there was. Look at this, honey. that's how they pose in Old West movies yeah
0: with one hand on their belt
1: (laughs) but also with her
0: her... hip cocked. yeah yeah yeah. that's it is that his apartment oh yes here he is
1: he's moving in hello Jim are you there anybody home sorry Carol come in lights up 50% and um
0: oh that is so that is like the the, um, apartment in the movie Mm -hmm. right with that big panel of windows yeah look at his butt
1: and look at her butt
0: what is she wearing
1: it's some dress with a capy oh, thing. Oh,
0: it looks like she's wearing a leotard.
1: Yeah, and then they kiss. To a future for us. Aww. So anyway, that's that. I gotta tell you what. What pisses me off though about mm-hmm. fandoms and professional-doms, mm-hmm. um take or point of view on the Carol Marcus Kirk relationship, which is. That they belong together or, you know, that she's the love of his life. And the whole reasoning behind that is David. Mm. And to me, that smacks of those Shirley Temple movies Mm -hmm. where, you know, they're about to break up. But because they have this wonderful daughter, they realize they were meant to be Mm -hmm. together forever. And it's like, okay, so God or the great powers or your own biology will not allow you to have a child with someone who isn't your own true love. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's how you
1: know true love is because...
0: You have a child together? Yeah. That's that's sucky.
1: I know. And and when I hear fans go, "Oh,
0: his his big love was obviously Carol." Wow. <laughs> now, I agree. I mean, basically that's why people get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they tell you it's okay to get divorced because children of divorced parents who didn't get along do a lot better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just ugh, that 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 whole point of view that the child is proof of love. Mm-hmm. Well, it was proof of one night's lust and there may have been a fantastic relationship other than that but from what we've actually seen of carol marcus i think she's a woman jim liked and enjoyed and had a had a good time with and she's very intelligent but um I think they both looked at each other really hard Mm -hmm. and said, this isn't going to work between us. I want to do this and you want to do that. Goodbye. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and and clearly, I mean, that's one of the things I like about her character as we see her in the movie is that she's completely dedicated to her science. And she's... Fine, and when she sees him, she doesn't get all, like, gooey and and like, oh, Jim, it's so good to see you again. It's been
1: five years, seven months, two days, and 12 minutes, you know. know, She's
0: just, like, she she wants, she's angry because she thinks he's responsible for screwing something up with her science, and she just wants the truth out of it, and...
1: And when she calls him, when she contacts him, it's not to say, oh, Jim, darling, could you please fix this? It's to say, what are you doing? Yeah,
0: exactly. She's and, mad. And it's it's so obvious that if she hadn't had to get in touch with him because of this, she had no reason to get no. in touch with him. There was no, like, longing on her part or feeling that she needed to see him or rekindle something. I mean, there's none of that. Right, right, all. right. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, if she wanted to rekindle and there was longing and all of this and she was more of the TV era sort of mm-hmm. woman, woman, um then there would have been access to David. Yeah. This whole thing of keeping him away from David forever, mm-hmm. I don't think was a punishment which a lot of people do, but I think it was really her, you know, I think she probably thought about it for a long time and decided this was the best way to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I agree so, so
1: anyway, but you know, not not too bad a story. Mm-hmm. But one glorious, wonderful panel.
0: <laughs> and it was worth it for that one panel. Oh yeah. Let's see. I just wanted to find some credits on this to see if I can find any credits. I think st- it's at the back. Is it Star Trek? Oh no, here it is. Oh. Howard Weinstein is the writer. Rachel Ketchum is the penciler, and Mark Heike is the inker. And I don't really know who any of those people are, so. Oh, okay. I can't comment. Just thought right. we'd give credit. Oh, and this was published in um it was a while ago. I think. Oh god, it's so small. Nineteen ninety five. Mm. So yes. So. But he looks good on the cover.
1: He except he does look a little constipated, as you pointed out.
0: I agree. And he's got, you know, kind of the clenched fist thing going on mm-hmm.
1: there too. He's not wearing his little flower, he's no. not an admiral yet. <laughs> And here's the Enterprise coming to crash into both of them.
0: It's the model that he has in his house that he found. It's in
1: her house. That's the weird, or else he carries it around.
0: He's like, um, if Kirk became a supervillain, instead of having like a white fluffy cat (laughs) in his lap that he strokes, he would have a model of the Enterprise (laughs) that he carries around (laughs) and he strokes it all the time. That would be great. (laughs) I like that image.
1: I bet Mirakirk does that. I
0: bet you're right. <laughs> I bet you're right. Good observation. Um, okay, let's see. Um, this is We should probably take a little break, but I do want to mention one quick thing, um, just because this made me laugh. Um, so following the adventures of Andrew Troy Keller, ah. he continues to write and write and write, and um, I just happened to glance at the list of fandoms that he's written stories in, and here's a small, a short list. This is no by no means a comprehensive list, but it happened to be what he wrote that week. Oh, <laughs> busy, so, busy! This is what he wrote fandom in: The Adventures of Gulliver, The Brady Bunch slash Hannah Montana. It must be some time travel thing going. On. I didn't read any of these. Two, I, so know, I, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, Head of the Class, Iron Man, Legion of the Superheroes. Married with Children, The Single Guy, and Sports Night. And then there was this description, which I could not bring myself to read, and it's under the category of TV commercials. So he's written fanfic about TV commercials.
1: Wow. I I wonder if there are a lot of people doing that.
0: I don't know. So it says, uh, summary, a young man wakes up from his little nap and discovers that he has somehow been changed into a woman. As a result of a situation that includes one of his father's Playboy magazines. <laughs> and then in the warnings, because this particular um, listing for, for stories, you have to list all of the things that are in it to, in case people are offended. It's like five lines long, and I'm not going to read all the stuff <laughs> that's in it. But it's Oh, come on. Read it. All right. All right. Okay. Warning. Adult situations. Anal sex, of course. Of course. Alternate universe domination, drama, exhibitionism, fantasy, finger-fucking, first time, friendship, gender bender, graphic sex, het, hurt comfort, language, male-female, masturbation, mind control, nudity, oral sex, rimming, romance, sexual references, and voyeurism.
1: And the story is what, 18 paragraphs long? It's um, (laughs) about 2,000
0: words, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, you know, it kind of wouldn't surprise me if... That paragraph that had the warnings in it—that's the sex. There are just more words in it, you know. Like first he did finger fucking, and then he did graphic sex, and then he did, or you know, like that—that's the sex. So anyway, I just wanted to update everybody on Andrew Troy Keller.
1: Well, thank you for that important
0: alert. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, let's take a little break. Okay. We have so much more stuff to get to. Um, and, uh, we, we should talk a little bit about, um, some of the stuff that's been happening with Trek crap and the blog. Oh my God. Yes. All right. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before. TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcasts in the universe. I like that word blog centric. Mm, it's, cool. it's a good word. Okay. So excuse me. On the blog. Our blog. Our blog at, look at his butt. blogspot.com See it even has blog in the name of the blog. <laughs> um We've just been posting all this stuff because people keep sending us stuff, which is awesome, and we love it. Oh, I know. we have to keep posting it. Um, The first thing that we had both noticed was that in our local paper, the San Francisco Chronicle, um, there was a little review of the new release of Kingdom of the Spiders, Mm -hmm. which is now out on DVD, and Bill does commentary on it. (laughs) So we're going to have to get it at some point. And I loved your comment, which was, what a great opportunity to hear Bill make shit up. Which is... (laughs) Yeah, true. He'll just say anything, absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. And to go along with it, um, we also got a link to an interview from 1991 with Tiffany Balling, who was Bill's co-star. Yes. And uh, I put the relevant part of the very long interview up on our blog. And um, the greatest thing about it is that she says, Bill Shatner, he's a horny guy, (laughs) which I thought was just a great, great description of him. Yep. And what I was saying to you earlier was – The best part about her little quotes about him was the things that she didn't say. Mm -hmm. So the interviewer says to her, so he chased you around? And she says, no, well, just little things. So that was fine. His wife, Marcy, was in the film too, you know? the interviewer (laughs) says, so he kind of flirted with you? And she says, well, sure, but I thought that was great because it helped us work together. Because I'm supposed to be this very tongue-in-cheek Ms. type person. And so he used that a lot. And then they illustrated it. This picture that I put on our blog was the picture they put, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. Him sitting there with his legs widespread. If,
1: yeah, if men did beaver shots, that's...
0: That would pretty much be it. Yep. So um, so he chased you around, and first she says no, and then she says, well. Yes. <laughs> so that's yes. Yes. Um, and and then, of course, she has to qualify it immediately by saying, his wife was in the film, you know. <laughs> Keeping an eye on him. So I'm figuring, you know... If Marcy was there, probably um, there were just some times when they were out filming on location when Marcy wasn't there, right? And that's when the stuff happened,
1: right? Because Marcy's role in that was at the beginning.
0: We see him rope her. That's right, and then she's not pretty really, kinky. Yeah, yeah. So, and she's not really in it the rest of the time. So yeah, I think there was plenty of opportunity for them to. to we're do talking it. Bill. Bill. <laughs> At that era and she's a gorgeous woman, you know. -hmm. So he was clearly all over her, I'm sure. Yes. But I like the way she qualified it.
1: Now, when we watched that movie, didn't we hear something or find out something about there was another actress originally cast but just couldn't get over the spiders dealing with the spiders and so that's How she got in? Maybe.
0: It. I, I can't quite remember, but that could certainly be it.
1: If you read the rest of the interview, which is very long, and I skimmed through quite a bit of it, she has been in so many horrible movies. Mm-hmm. And um, they, for a while, called her the Queen of the Bee movies. Mm-hmm. And Bill, apparently at the time of this interview, was going to direct a sequel to Kingdom of the Spiders.
0: <gasps> and uh, she
1: was very upset that no one had called her and contacted her to be
0: in it. Well, I'm guessing that's because it never actually even was an idea except for Bill saying it in an interview somewhere (laughs) or at one of his Super Bowl parties.
1: No, if Bill has an idea, he goes and pitches it to somebody. Bill is not a sit-around-just-let-it-go-off guy, you know. Now they might have turned him down, but...
0: Okay, here we go. Sorry, I had to now look this up as we're talking. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry about Kingdom of the Spiders, which is very good. And let's see, sequel. Rumors have occasionally surfaced that a sequel to Kingdom of the Spiders is in production. However, no such film has yet been made. Shatner told the magazine Fangoria in 1998 that he was working with Canon Films in the late 1980s to produce a sequel titled simply Kingdom of the Spiders 2. The The Wrath of Spiders. The Wrath of Spiders. The (laughs) actor claimed that he supplied the film's premise, all right Bill, which would have featured, here we go. Wait, wait.
1: Tell me. That he recycled his space spider idea. Uh,
0: Let's see what it says. (laughs) I I, I haven't read this sentence, so I could say anything. Okay. Which would have featured a man being tortured by his enemies, preying on his intense fear of spiders to get him to reveal a secret. Spider torture.
1: But what does that have to do
0: with Kingdom of the Spiders? They were all going to die at the end. I don't know. Canon went so far as to take out a full-page ad in Variety magazine, announcing that Shatner would direct and star in the film. However, the studio went bankrupt before they could make the movie.
1: <laughs> okay. Darn, I was hoping for the space fighter. I don't know um, that I could watch a spider
0: torture movie. I, I if, It would just creep me out too much. That would be pretty bad. I wonder, wonder what he meant by that. Oh, here we go. According to the director, several actresses were considered for the role of Diane Ashley, but were rejected when they showed apprehensive apprehension towards handling live tarantulas. So, there you go.
1: Here's the torture scene. It's John Cleese. He's just a, you too, <laughs>
0: It's a leper thing.
1: It's a leper thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, being
1: tortured by John Cleese with a spider oh, would be no, a very really. funny, wonderful movie. Oh.
0: Could be a hilarious parody if they were great big rubber spiders, or <laughs> those things that you know,
1: boing boing, yeah, yeah, like the, um, that you have in Halloween houses, okay. and they're sort of like bungee spiders.
0: Oh, that would be so funny. I'm glancing through the um, thing here to see if there's any gossip about them sleeping together, uh, but I don't think there is.
1: Well, darn. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about some of the other crap that has shown up. Oh, my goodness. Um, so much crap. People, you know, because we had sort of our our, our Christmas Star Trek mm-hmm. crap special, mm-hmm. really. And people have just been sending us links to more and more stuff. But this particular one, uh, the the wetsuit, that was on Trek Today. Oh. And it's expensive. It's almost $500. Yeah. And they say, you know, it's, it's made of high-quality material and blah, 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 blah. So... If anybody gets one of those, we definitely want to know yeah, about well, that.
0: Yeah, well, each wetsuit is custom-made, tailored to one's exact measurements. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we dare you to get the red one.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. And then there's the perfume. <laughs> 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 and this is part of that series of Tiberius mm-hmm. and whatever, so this is an official one. This isn't some fan made up something, you know. And, uh, and it says, uh, leave logic behind because having is not always so pleasing a thing as wanting. What, what the hell kind of,
0: that's negative. It's from the episode. Uh, yeah, I know.
1: Oh. Far Perfume for Women is a refreshing fragrance that is both invigorating <laughs> and dramatic. And refreshing. With light, clean top notes of citrus, black currant, lotus blossom, and water lily and with base notes from sandalwood, peach, and mulberry. No cinnamon? Guess not, but sandalwood's in there. Oh, that's true. Ponfar is perfect for those bright sunny days and warm summer nights spent together at the beach, around the fire, or simply watching your favorite affaire de <laughs> Watching your betrothed kill his best friend. <laughs> Sharp and aggressive. Simple yet exotic. Ponfar perfume. Drive him crazy.
0: Did they misspell it all throughout or just No, just Just there. there? Oh, that's so funny. Yep. That is hilarious. So, uh, (sighs) yeah, let us know if you get that and if it drives
1: anybody crazy. (laughs) Now, my favorite piece of Trek crap came from Drunken Trekkies, Mm -hmm. which is this thing that says, Star Trek, to, toda la colección de Star Trek, and every little thing on it except for one little card with Spock is Star Wars. Oh,
0: that's mm. just wrong. <laughs> it really is, There's so many ways. I
1: know, I know, but Drunken Trekkies had that, so.
0: Yeah, and it's from the Fail blog where everything is all about fail.
1: Yeah, so, <sighs> man... <laughs> So you guys have been been really good about that. Uh, the yeah. Christmas special that never was, I just adored. That was awesome.
0: Very
1: awesome. <laughs> Very awesome.
0: Yeah, and for those of you um, who saw the um, erotic love story thing, it got taken down from YouTube, but it's on Vimeo. So I reposted that there. Yes, that, there so you can that was amazing. That. that was so funny. And
1: I really, I went, oh, what the hell is this? You know, click. And I'm listening to it. And it was so well done that it really took me in for a Uh second. It's It's like
0: amazing. It's
1: Okay, you know, they do that sort of thing on the Howard Stern
0: Show Mm -hmm. all the time, and it's crap. They put it together in five minutes. These people spent months. They took so much time because apparently the whole thing that Zachary Quinto read was like eight hours worth of audio. So Uh they had to go through eight hours to find just the right phrases and things to put in there. And it's amazing because it really (laughs) sounds like... Yeah, that's that's what happened. That's what was going on. It's great. It's so awesome. I love that.
1: Now, while we're on the the subject, someone actually broke down and did their homework.
0: Yay! So, uh, what is it? Who did it?
1: This is. I gotta find
0: out. Oh, oh, his name
1: is Matthew. He's from the UK. Matthew. The dog is going nuts. Okay, it says hi, LT and JK. I humbly, ah oh, he must have gotten a whiff of P-fume. <laughs> I humbly offer up a few lame captions for your competition. Well, you won because you're the only entrant. <laughs> Apologies in advance as I usually suck at this, but the idea of being passed over by Father Christmas is just too much of a threat to ignore. I decided to ignore the obvious Roy Lichtenstein st- slash stuck jokes and go with, God damn my Cinderella complex, it causes nothing but trouble. <laughs> Which is pretty good, considering... Car- oh, the, the homework he did mm-hmm. was to recaption the Carol Marcus picture. Right, exactly. Okay, yes. and she's got her Cinderella shoe there. Um, here's a great one. Why does the scent of Tiberius leave me so powerless? <laughs> so Kirk is the perfume named after him. Of course he him? does. Um, and the, here's another great one. Florid Ed. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I got distracted for a minute by your so dog. So,
1: Bill's comment about his sex life was florid. florid. So, she's been florid, Ed. She has been. And the biggie,
0: this is a disaster! <laughs> I love This is a Disaster. Oh,
1: Matthew, that, that was great. And Flora did, I thought, was very, very clever. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. So. I think that's great. I'm sure Father Christmas did not pass oh. you by.
0: So I had been thinking when I was preparing the, the Carol Marcus picture for you that we could actually take like a sticky note mm-hmm. and, and cut it out into the shape of the bubble and write mm-hmm. different things on it and then put it over so you could change it. Like I it think I doing.
1: might have to do This is a Disaster. Yeah,
0: because it's great. <laughs> I love This is a Disaster. <laughs>
1: Oh, one other piece of of like Trek crap that was sent to us, and you haven't seen oh, it what yet. Is it? Um Well, hold on. You're so greedy. I am. Okay. It's true. Okay. This is on YouTube, and it's a Star Trek Enterprise going underwater.
0: <gasps> Yokosuka dry docks.
1: And it's got music. Oh. Okay. Oh. So so get to the
0: underwater part. It's all in Japanese. Oh, make that go away. The sound? No, this. Oh, okay. It's truck. It's ship porn. It's long loving pieces. Oh, okay, it here is. it Let's see. Is.
1: And the rest of it is this.
0: With the music.
1: I'm gonna turn the music down a little.
0: Wow. But it's
1: it's floating through the currents uh-huh. in someone's swimming pool. That's completely awesome. And it goes on for seven, seven and a minutes. half minutes, and it, oh. nothing else ever happens. It wow. just goes through this.
0: If you were stoned, this would be so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So they took a little um, toy. A little pool toy, and they um, fitted it to look like an Enterprise. That's great. Yeah, and weren't you telling me you can? Yeah. So the way this works, so what, this you can see the body of the Enterprise there. Mm-hmm. It's got a little motor in it mm-hmm. that that is battery powered, and it just um, puts out a little. You know, it's got a propeller in it, so mm-hmm. it can just float around like that. And it's got some stuff in it that makes it turn and like that.
1: Well, it's really. It's great. It's really cool. And it's, there was some comment about this is lame and then somebody else said no, uh
0: It's not lame at all.
1: Said I'd find a better way to uh, to simulate zero gravity. Asshole.
0: <laughs> but they Did anybody say this is a disaster? <laughs> <laughs> great comment. It's cool, but I don't get it. Why is the Enterprise a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> In the yes, yes, well that's that's Oh, someone said it's like sequest.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is so far out. Ballastor trim was way off. I guess those sub guys have as much fun with adjustments as we aircraft guys do, huh? But at least they have an easier time hovering. <laughs> wow,
0: that was a really geeky comment. Yeah,
1: and know. it actually has 164 164? comments. Oh. So I'm sure someone asserted that it was a disaster. But I think that's really kind of nifty. I, you know, I'm
0: kind of wondering how they filmed this. Like, was somebody in the pool in a scuba outfit? With an underwater camera, or did they lower a camera into the pool? To Why film would
1: you need a scuba outfit to go in your own pool? Well, because
0: some of these <laughs> shots are really long and they're pretty far down in the pool.
1: Yes. Oh, so, but you wouldn't need, like, the whole wetsuit oh, on no, and no, everything. No, I
0: meant just, like, breathing apparatus. Well, yeah. Because if you're on the bottom of your... Because you have to be standing on the bottom of the pool to get yeah. some of these shots. Yeah, And if it's a shot that goes for two minutes, you can't hold your breath that long. You know,
1: you know the world record is, like, 17 minutes.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, those people
1: are crazy. Yeah, well, that's what I learned <laughs> from Jeopardy! last week. Okay, so I thought that was pretty nifty. I
0: think that's extremely And extremely I think cool. that
1: link was sent to us by Mall. I like it. I like it, too. Boy, we are just turning into such, you know, Trek crap people. So <laughs> so amazing things happening with the blog.
0: It's awesome. Now, let me tell you about some other Internet-y stuff. Okay. Um, we got sent a link to a new site. I think it's new because I never heard of it before. That's called LoveShatner.com. Yeah. There's not a lot there at it. But it looks kind of cool. It's got a nice little black and white picture of Bill, Mm -hmm. and it says, The man, the legend, Shatner. William Shatner. Whatever his critics might say, the man has style, class, and enormous talent. Admittedly, we were rather under the influence of a, and then the word lake is crossed out, bottle of wine (laughs) when we bought this domain, but what the hell, he's worth it. If you love Shatner like we love Shatner, or if you just quite like him... And stick around and take a look at the clips, fan art, and wonderful Shatneriness of our humble tribute to Sir William of Shat. So, like I said, there's not a lot here right now. It looks like they're just um, trying to uh, put some things up. So, there's some quotes from, silly quotes from interviews mm-hmm. and things. Um, there's Shat Shorts, which is um, these little videos of him that we've seen mm-hmm. most of the stuff posted to YouTube. There's What's some- Shat, Spear? Oh, that, those were quotes. Oh, okay. Those were the interview quotes and some weird fan art, which is kind of strange looking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some classical things. <laughs> and then some links, and we're not linked there yet, but we will. Uh, Danny Crane for president, the Boston Legal Fan Site, which we know about. Um And then they have a place called Chat Chat, but I clicked on it, and it doesn't appear to be working. I'm getting, like, an error message there. So just for the heck of it, I looked up to see who owns this domain, and it's owned by um, somebody in France. Yeah. Someone named Damien O'Donnell in Vauvert, France. Ha, 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 ha. And it looks like they registered it on October of 2009, so it is a very, very new site. But they have uh, an address. You can send them stuff and i think we might send them email mm-hmm. um, mail con- mail to content at dot com with your contribution always good to see new sites springing up and the people at um the live journal uh more shat less shame continue to post so much awesome stuff there there's whole episodes that are being uploaded there's screen caps there's just all kinds of oh, stuff that's fantastic so i love those guys they're so cool
1: um so let's see if they made the top 50 blogs. Let's check it for trekkies. And I'm going to tell you right now that we are not oh, on it. God. But the number 1 is uh is Will Wheaton,
0: which is kind of weird because <laughs> he doesn't blog about trek that much. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do they know the difference? Okay, the next one is williamshatner.com, which again is kind of weird because There actually is not much about Trek there at all, and Bill never posts there. Yeah,
0: my best Bill.
1: Yeah, (laughs) LeVar Burton. Mm -hmm. Harlan Ellison Wonderland. You
0: know, he doesn't talk about Star Trek hardly at all. And it also
1: says a famous Trekkie himself.
0: No, that's so wrong.
1: Really. Then Will Wheaton has another one.
0: Well, it's his old one, right?
1: Well, one was Wub Wubb. WWDN in, in exile. exile. Yeah,
0: because his original blog that was just Will Wheaton got broken, so he made a oh. backup one called WillWheaton dot com, but dot net in exile, and that's he just made that his main blog.
1: Now here's the thing: top blogs for Trekkies by an insider one, two, three, four, five. Top blogs for Trekkies by a fan, and then they start with six. So if you're a fan, your blog is obviously not as good as Will Wheaton's. But the good
0: thing is that the first one listed for by a fan is my Star Trek Scrapbook. With Frederick, a, with which Frederick. is is
1: so great. His okay. that is a wonderful, wonderful
0: yeah.
1: uh one. Then there's the Star Trek Sci Fi blog. They look at the science behind Star Trek. Oh, who eh, cares? Eh. Trek movie, that is a, a good one too. Very good. To, yep. Star Trek and media science fiction blog. Okay. Delphi covers news and discussion and other blah, blah. soul of Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Mania, technically not a blog. This fan has uploaded this has loaded up the site with impressive content. It looks mostly like ship porn.
0: See, I wouldn't. I, I, is Trekcore on this list anywhere? Because I don't know. We'll I think the Trekcore there. people are fantastic.
1: Yes. Here's top news blogs for Trekkies: Star Trek dot com. Very good. Of course. Star Trek fan site.
0: I don't know what that is. I don't
1: know. Um, Trek Today. That's a good one. I go there. Top Star Trek news. Have never been there. Google News. Simply type in Star Trek. Oh my God, do you know what you're going to get? Your computer will blow up. Top sci fi blogs for Trekkies Trek Web, The Website at the End of the Universe, Sci Fi Wire, Den of Geek, scifi pulse.net, Top blogs for Trekkies by experts. Mm, Star Trek Magazine, Trek G. Tech, 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 Technovelgy. Okay. Okay, I don't
0: know what that means.
1: How Stuff Works, Analog, SF Reader, NASA Blogs, mm-hmm. Top Sites for Trekkies Star Trek Phase Two, Star Trek Intelligence, uh, Star Trek BBS, okay. yes, Trek Fan Fiction, there's only one. Uh,
0: what is the actual address for that? Let's see TrekFanFiction.net. Trek f- Who runs that site? I don't know. I wonder if our stuff is there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's official stuff. Maybe it's not. Fan no, fan because
1: or... um, Anna Parati and Savant, I know. Oh,
0: okay. So Outranking. we're not on there. Okay. Okay. That's probably a good thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Star Trek uniform oh, guide. That's, that's How good. How could they outrank us? And uh, Star Wreck. Yeah, I think we've seen that. Okay. Top fun sites for Trekkies: The Klingon Encyclopedia, Guide to Animated Star Trek, Strek Online. <laughs> Star Trek Gamers, the best and worst Star Trek movies of all time. Oh, that's crack.com. Uh-huh. Trek Passions. Oh, yes,
0: we've seen that. Where you can
1: date another Trekkie. Sci-fi Crush, all right. Top specialty blogs for Trekkies. The Star Trek Prop, Costume, and Auction Blog. Forgotten Trek. Star Trek Las Vegas. Star Trek Movie Blog. ex Astris scientia Mm -hmm. star trek inspirational posters those are good yeah that's got to be Echo. echo it better be echo it better not be
0: somebody who ripped her off it's not it's not her but hers are the best ones ever really are these real ones i don't know oh can you click on some yeah the gallery oh god it's so small by gary Oh, they oh. they
1: ripped her off. Oh,
0: these aren't even funny.
1: No. Oh, go to Echo for the real thing, people.
0: Yeah, these are lame. Oops. Oh. Oops, wait, we get back to it.
1: Don't worry, don't worry. I forgot. Okay, we'll get back down there. Um, inspiration. Oh, there's only three more. Angels Dawn ever wanted to join Starfleet? Then visit here for a free guest name and password to get started. You can also meet and interact with other Trekkies in this game. Section forty-seven, another Star Trek game and Memory Alpha. So we're not even in the specialty. Now,
0: now here's the weird thing. Can you scroll back up to the top? Yes. I think that this list was put together by a robot because of the name of the blog. <laughs> radiology technician schools? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking here.
1: Yeah, because this is a site where you can find schools to become a radiology tech.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think there's just a blah of a bot that goes around, and it just kind of brought all this stuff together. And it just makes random lists.
1: I think so. I
0: think so. So I don't think there was a human involved in this, so maybe we don't Let's need to hope. feel too bad. Okay,
1: I'm not going to, I didn't feel bad anyway. I wasn't going to feel bad. <laughs> they can forget about me ever
0: feeling bad. So should we take a break, or do we want to do... Um, I want to do just one more thing very quickly, which was um, something new that got posted to um, Shatner's Toupee, (laughs) if I can find it. Because they they just post the the oddest stuff, and I mean that in a good way. Um, So this was a post from December 16th, and it was from uh, a magazine, August 1967 feature from Movie Stars magazine. And it said, it showed Bill Shatner having a mold of his body made by the Star, Star Trek costume department. Mm-hmm. So uh, I clicked through and I, I was reading some of it. And it said, this is very interesting. Um, once, let's see, we wondered what it was like to uh, accompany William Shatner to work, and we were surprised. No chauffeur for him. He's got a motorcycle. And once at the studio, he had a really rough time. It was costume fitting time, and what a scene that was. Since Bill was soon to go to Spain for a movie that would have been Comanche Blanco. Oh, yeah. Costume, sí, sí, yeah, costume designer Bill Tice thought he would better have a plaster mold of the upper portion of Bill's body to use for fittings for next season's costumes that wacky would yeah. they really do that it seems like
1: impossible. couldn't they just get like a, a dressmaker's dummy yeah. and so
0: I, I don't believe any of that i think that's just crap i think bill tice up.
1: just wanted a mold of his body okay um
0: <laughs> uh blah 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 we stuck around for hours wondering whether bill would come out of it alive and then there's some pictures um and then at the end this is great you can imagine how happy he was to get home to his wife gloria his daughters leslie elizabeth and the baby melanie Home wasn't much better, though, for he and his wife soon separated. (laughs) We just throw that in at the end. Yeah. So then there's a bunch of publicity photos of him, and they've got, like, fake captions. Words coming out of his mouth here. Um, But here's the the interesting part. So, of course, they wanted to show these because um, his hair, you know, you want to see what his hair looks like. Mm -hmm. So there he is talking on the phone. And then he's got, it looks like the top half of a wetsuit on Uh him. And I guess that's how they made this mold is that they had him wear a wetsuit and then they put the mold over it. But notice that he's wearing little black Speedo underpants. Oh, Bill. He looks so cute. And he had real pants on, but yeah. then they stripped him down to a little black Speedo underpants. Oh, oh, boy. I thought that was cute. Yeah. But I still don't understand why they did this. All I could think of was was this for what little, what are little, that's what makeup? I
1: was thinking it was.
0: That's what they used to make the the, the, the the spinny thing. The spinny thing, yeah. That's the only reason I could. But think even that. then, it didn't have to be a mold of him. No. I mean. So I'm confused by all this. Really. Uh, but then there's pictures of him looking sort of cute at the camera, and the captions are sort of funny. You know, yeah, he's yeah. covered in plaster, and the caption says, "Do you think the kids will understand if I tell them I got plastered?" Yeah. And then there they are trying to pry it all off. Um, and then these pictures at the end are just weird. Um, so he's covered in plaster, and the caption says, It may be plaster, but it's all man. And then he's looking at the mold, and he says, I bet Rock Hudson never had to do anything like this. I think it's about time I had a heart-to-heart talk with my agent. <laughs> and then he's making a goofy face there at the end. It's very strange. But he does have a good toupee on. It's a yeah. Trek toupee that he's wearing. Yeah, so even yeah. though it was an off day, they, they made him up for real. A totally whacked out thing yeah in a magazine so i would like to know why they really had to do this yeah but i like the little black speedo oh yeah
1: they're so cute (laughs) well that's pretty amazing too in the 60s i think it was probably difficult to find anything that wasn't white underwear
0: Yeah. yeah yeah i think so so, uh, what is that? So then um, right before Christmas, they had a post called, Happy Holidays, Your Shatner Toupe Stories. But what is that picture from? Uh, it's a quiz. What oh. is this image from? It's a picture <gasps> of him and Susan Day. It looks I know like. what it
1: is. It's little women.
0: Oh, there you go. So uh, people were posting uh, comments about toupees, and people were having to guess what that is. Mm-hmm. So everybody was telling their stories about when they realized that he wore a <laughs> So that's a good question, actually. When when did you know that he wore a toupee? When did you figure it out?
1: You know, I know when I was first watching the series, I'm sure I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Because I just wasn't on the lookout for stuff like that. And I think I probably caught on sometime after that when people were making William Shatner toupee jokes. Yeah. I can't remember a specific.
0: Yeah. I I remember that um, seeing him in... uh, The original movie the movie the motion picture and then others it was really clear that he was wearing a toupee and I never watched TJ Hooker so I didn't Mm -hmm. see him then and I realized then that he was wearing a toupee but it actually took me a long time before I realized he was wearing a toupee in the original series yeah it was only in probably in the past I don't know 15 years Mm -hmm. or so that I realized that it was a toupee and then you and I have gone back even further in time and been surprised like hey he was wearing a toupee in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah.
1: But remember, this was just a year or two ago. We were watching some Star Trek episode, and um, and my husband came through, and we were saying, see, you can see the netting and everything, and he went, that's a toupee. Yeah. So I think an awful lot of people are not aware, at least, that he was wearing it in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I think they think it came in in the, the movies. Correct.
0: 'Cause it was a damn good toupee that he had. Yeah. It was the finest toupee that money could buy. Yeah. At that time. And that's why Bill stole it. That's <laughs> 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, all right, let's take a little break. Okay. And then we'll come back with uh, another thing. Yeah, we have stuff. <laughs> I have two words for you, Gorn Cannon.
1: I have two words back for you. Yeah. Kaboom.
0: (laughs) So for those of you um, who live in a different universe and didn't see the Gorn Cannon episode, (laughs) it was on Mythbusters. It was on right after Christmas. It was the Monday after Christmas. And it was awesome. It was really, really good, I have to say. I love Mythbusters, and I love the way they tackled this. In true Mythbusters fashion, they attempted to replicate what actually happened in the episode and when those things failed they then tried to replicate the actual result using whatever means necessary to do it so you got to see them do several different things and there were lots of things in that episode to show that they really are true Trekkies which was just really really nice <laughs> yes. I love that so um just to cut to the chase here uh you can't do it yeah <laughs> probably even if you're Captain Kirk you can't well do
1: it. okay I have a couple of different takes okay. on that all right Okay, you you can't do it the way they did it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one of their problems was they blew up the bamboo. Mm-hmm. This was space bamboo.
0: Yes, I, I agree, yeah.
1: And also this was space ingredients to make black powder.
0: <laughs> and... He's Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk, I know. I mean, I like the fact that they kept saying that in the episode. Mm-hmm. Would he have had time to make it? Of course he did. Captain Kirk. You know? And he knows how to make it. He knows the ingredients. Yeah. So This is true. Um, and, and I just, I think it's really interesting that, I, I love that they would take something like that in an episode and really try to do it. And I thought they did a really good job of doing it the way they did it. They took the raw ingredients and they used stones to grind mm-hmm. it up. and They mixed it with their hands just the way he did in the episode. <coughs> And they put the same, amount, oh, excuse me, into the cannon. And, mm-hmm. um, they didn't use diamonds, though. I what read that. did they use? They would be pieces of quartz, which okay. is essentially the same thing, just big pointy okay. rocks. Okay. And they had, you know, a Gorn cardboard cutout to fire it at. Right. <laughs> big cardboard Gorn. <laughs> well, it was
1: lots of fun, and it was really obvious that they were having a great time, mm-hmm. you know. They were so excited when they finally got the right mixture, oh. and... You know, and I never knew that um, bamboo was compartmentalized like that. Yeah, because that was one of the things I was always going, but you know, why doesn't it just fall oh, out the other end? Exactly. So. And, was, and they also did not know, as I don't, exactly why he tied rope around
0: it. <laughs> well, I think Tori said he thought it was to strengthen it a bit, mm-hmm. like maybe putting that rope around it would keep it from exploding. Mm-hmm. So he was, Kirk was actually thinking maybe this isn't going to be strong enough to hold the explosion. But you know, space bamboo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I also liked what Tori said at the end that um, you'd be better off giving it to the Gorn to shoot at you. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it the, the first up. time they did it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk got, blowed up he got blown good. up pretty good.
0: Real good, and they knew that in advance because they put a red shirt on him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, Captain Kirk never wore a red shirt, and that's the other thing.
0: They should have put a gold shirt. It might have worked if they put a gold shirt on it. It all
1: would have worked if they'd had Captain Kirk. If they'd
0: have Captain Kirk. Yes.
1: It, but you know what I've always thought would have been an interesting sort of, I don't know, outtake or something mm. from that episode is, you know, after the Metron appears, and you have shown mercy, so mm. that makes you cool. Um, if you'd taken Captain Kirk aside and said, Actually, there was a gun under
0: this <laughs> <line."> <laughs> He just didn't look hard at y- Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I really liked about this was um, because they they don't have the money to get the rights to use clips all the time. They couldn't right. show the clip from the episode so they had Tori reenacted. I thought he did such a good job, mm-hmm. first of all, fighting with the Gorn and using kind of the two-handed attack and then he karate chopped <laughs> him on the back which was awesome and then he ran around and they did a good job of, you know, he's gathering up the stuff and yep. putting it in there. And he goes, oh, here comes a Gorn. The Gorn. <laughs> And then he dumped it all out on the ground, and it looked just like it did in the episode. Mm -hmm. That was great. (laughs) It was very, very, very entertaining. It was great. I loved it. Corn cannon. So um, somewhere I read that um, Grant, the one guy, has been pushing to do this since he joined the show, which was five years ago, Uh and they finally got around to doing it. So he's been wanting to do that forever.
1: Well, they said they had got lots of requests. Yeah. And...
0: uh, It's just, and it's true, when they announced it, everybody went berserk, because Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to see them do the Gorn cannon? (laughs) (laughs) And they also bought that Gorn costume on eBay, I think. Mm. The head and the the little thing for it, yeah. And then I also like that after, in in the reenactment when Captain Kirk shot the Gorn, he then did CPR on him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was very Yeah, so... hmm. Yeah, Gorn Cannon. Yeah, Yeah, that myth was busted. That was great, though. I was happy to see that. Yeah. That'll have to go into Mythbusters' Greatest Hits, I think. I think so. Yeah. I hope they do more Trek stuff.
1: I I was going to say, I wonder if they they had a a rating spike.
0: Oh, I'm sure. The night that was on. I'm sure. They put it on a special night, and as you saw, they actually did it right at the end of the episode, and Mm -hmm. they always do the most popular, most exciting things at the end, so they make sure people... Are tuned in all the mm-hmm. way through. We should think about what other myths they could bust from track. I'm sure we. Well, there's
1: ones so. they obviously couldn't recreate. Like you know, if a guy has godlike powers, can <laughs> you shoot the cliff behind him and have the rocks kill him? That's
0: true. Because I've be. always thought,
1: well, if he's got such godlike powers, getting hit by rocks isn't.
0: Yeah, that's not. Gonna... Isn't such a no. So, oh, I
1: don't know. And I'm they gonna... obviously can't, you know, replicate a real transporter or, or, yeah. or warp speed. You oh, know, no. so it has to be things like.
0: Yeah, they can't blow up a doomsday machine. <sighs> that would be too bad. Darn. We'll have to think about it. I'm, I'm going to have to put my brain to this and start making a list. What other Trek myths? I suppose it could be from other Trek series, too. It doesn't have to yeah, be. Yeah,
1: but too I bad. don't know those, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Captain Kirk making gunpowder. <laughs> so awesome. He wants to
1: make love to the, the gunpowder. Gun powder.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if there are, you know, other things.
0: Oh, I'm sure there are. It's just you're so used to them, you don't think about them
1: as. Well, and so many of their, their tricks and solutions re- rely on their made-up technology. Right. You know. That's right. So you know, we can't do things like can you actually pull another ship within your warp field and protect it? Right. You or, know, <laughs>
0: or you know, like how long would it actually take Tribbles to fill up the entire Enterprise?
1: That they could do.
0: Well, they could they could do a um, a simulation.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying I think McCoy says some he does give some sort mm-hmm. of time measurement. Yeah,
0: they could figure it out mathematically. To see mm-hmm. if it works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's something you could do. <laughs>
0: Um, did you want to talk about other stuff?
1: No, I think we've got a show. All right. And the other stuff can go in another show. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, uh, happy new year, everybody. It's a brand new year, a whole new year full of more looking at his butt and, um, watching things and finding new Shatner stuff and probably some more live shows for us, we think.
1: Oh, yeah. And also, I want to, excuse me, point out to everybody, as you mentioned earlier, on January 23rd or 24th, whatever, um, there's the Star Trek convention mm-hmm. in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and Bill, last I checked, is supposed to be there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that is the day I will be there, and my friend who is supposed to go with me cannot. So let me know if you're going to be there. Um, you know, drop us an email, and we can uh, hook up and and have a great time watching Bill make shit up, and and then have a, a good visit afterwards, and have some drinks or food or whatever, yeah. and 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 interview each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bill making shit up will definitely be the high point.
1: Yeah, maybe he'll tell the turkey, turkey story. Turkey story, that's what Variation 3, 4, whatever it is. Oh, uh,
0: wouldn't it be funny to ask him about the Gorn Cannon, though? Oh!
1: <laughs> you know what? He wouldn't have a fucking idea what you were talking about.
0: What? What? Gorn Cannon? What? Say, Bill, if... if when, you know, they did this on Mythbusters and they said they couldn't do it, like... Could Captain Kirk really do this? And Bill, of, course of course he, he could. could. He's captain, captain Kirk. Kirk. <laughs> He's the goddamn captain.
1: <laughs> that would be um, a great thing to point out.
0: Uh, right? Maybe somebody will. I mean, mm-hmm. it is San Francisco after
1: all. That's true.
0: <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Okay. And we'll be back soon with more Shad. Shit. And less shame. always. <laughs> <laughs>